Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. Uh, anything new this week, Derek? Uh, a little bit. I have uh, my car blew up, and I had to get a new one. Oh, that's right. Yes. You bought a brand spanking new car? Yeah, I didn't want to. I just not, I'm not as pleased because I was forced into it. Does it got roof racks? Not yet. Will it hold the canoe? Still has to get it installed. Hitch? Yeah. No, not yet. That's to be installed. Air conditioning? Yes. Power windows? Power <laughs> <Yes>. doors? <laughs> Moonroof? Sunroof? Where are you going with this? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the other one was uh, $7,000 to repair, so uh, it was either put $7,000 into a 10-year-old vehicle or uh, get a new one. Why didn't you buy a truck? Because... It's the in thing these days, you know. Everybody's driving big trucks. I did look at them. I was shopping around for F-150s. Mm-hmm. Ford. Good, good, yeah. good. And, uh, well, you know, I have a, I have a gripe against Chrysler. I swore I'd never get a Chrysler. And, uh, I've got that against GM. <laughs> anyway, so I, unfortunately I had to buy a new vehicle. And now you've got one. What'd yes, you get? I got a, uh, 2017 Murano. Really? Yeah. Didn't you have like an old Murano? Uh, I had a, I had a 2007 Murano. And it blew up? It blew up. So you just bought yourself another one? Yeah. So in 10 years? In 2027. It's going to blow up. <laughs> so At least up. you can plan, right? <laughs> At least you know. <laughs> 10 years from now, yeah, I better start saving yeah. now. Yeah. If you start saving now, then in 10 years, you'll have a down payment for a big truck. Exactly. See? There you go. See, it's all good, buddy. Good thinking. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm here. <laughs> Last week, you told us about your trip up to the Halliburton Highlands... Water trails. Water trails. And you went with Mike Burns. Yes. And you went with... Camp Christina. And who's here with us today? In our studio... Is Camp Christina. Hello. Hey. How's, our, how's it going? What's new with you this week? Uh, not much. You really? guys? <laughs> not much. Derek, what's new with you? <laughs> Here you are. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Christina. Thank you. Uh, we've been following you for, for a while now. And uh, we even got out for paddle this year. Yes, Had a great we time. Did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, Cue yes. Too. Yeah. You just remembered? No, I forgot about it, but it's not like I just remembered. <laughs> You forgot about if it. If you forgot, then you remembered. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk to Christina about Camper Christina, who she is, what she does, why she does it, where she goes. All that fun all stuff. All that stuff, fun stuff. So let's start off with the big question. Who is Camper Christina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, you've you told me the story before, but I, I think uh, people who follow you would be interested in finding out your backstory like what you like you told me about why you started what you do and how you got into what you do and so I, I think it's a very interesting story okay um well I I've always loved camping I've always loved the outdoors um but about two years ago uh 2015 the beginning of 2015 um a company had a contest to um you could win uh twenty thousand dollars and they they would pay you this twenty thousand dollars to go for five months camping on the tct the trans canada trail uh, it was a big promo a cross promo that they were having to promote the tct because they were trying to complete it by 2017 canada's 150th birthday and um i applied and in the process uh it actually took me about a month to get my resume together what i call my outdoors resume which listed all the different trips i've been on and places i've been and and I just got to thinking that, you know, I obviously didn't win the contest, <laughs> um, but it got me to thinking, why do I, why do I need to go have a contest or, you know, have someone pay me to go do on these things, do these things that I love to do. So I just started, uh, I started my blog, which holds me accountable for going on these adventures because, you know, people are kind of waiting for them now. So I have to just keep going. <laughs> so why, why try to win a contest when you can just do it yourself anyway? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's where it all, how long is, how long you've been doing the Camper Christina? Uh, I started the blog in July of 2015. So it's been it's just a couple over years two years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this just keyed right into this fall fall right here with your application or did you create Camper Christina for your application? Uh, it was after. after. It was, it was after. after. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, now you started out with just the canoe tripping and, or the, sorry, the kayaking. Uh. You were first a canoeer, right? <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of uh, questions about that. Um, my very first backcountry trip was a canoe trip. Um, it was an Algonquin. I actually spoke about it at the KW Symposium yep, last year. I and I, that. I mm-hmm. do have blog two blog posts that are 
waiting to come out. Um, <laughs> I've just had other trips that keep bumping, bumping them. But um, my very first trip was a five-day, four-night trip uh, with my boyfriend at the time into Algonquin, and I loved it. Um, we went on a bunch of trips for the next two years, and when we broke up, I didn't have anybody to go on trips with anymore. So I would kind of try to, you know, talk people into going with me now and then. Um, being a woman, I think... It's a little bit more difficult. Women have babies and families and it's hard for them to get away and oh my gosh, going somewhere without a shower or, you know, some <laughs> yes. people just aren't into that. Yeah. So it was difficult and um, the years passed and I finally got to the point where I just got tired of waiting and I decided that I was just going to go by myself. So I started slowly. I went, went on hikes by myself and walks and, you know, that turned into paddling and um, I actually did begin kayaking at that point because for me being by myself, it was easier, you know, yeah. solo canoes 15 years ago, you know, maybe they were out, but I didn't really know about them. And for me, a kayak is just, it was just a lot easier for me to control and to take by myself and, you know, have, have a boat that I could use by myself. Um, and so I, I went in that direction, but I love canoeing and kayaking equally the same. I just haven't had the vessel exactly, to do yeah. Yeah. And now you do. And now I do. Yes, I have a boat. Uh, I have a solo canoe coming from John at Backcountry Custom Canoes. And a uh, really great guy. And uh, I'm super excited. I'm getting a, a custom canoe built for me for, for next season. So. so the new canoe is built more... It's customized for you, but you, he's loaned you one all summer, right? One of his yeah. crews. Um, at the 150 for 150, um, event, an event that David Lee organized that I was part of, um, I wasn't going to paddle in the event. I, I felt that someone should need to, to stay back and, you know, in case somebody had problems or whatever. And at the time that the event began, I was told that I wasn't really needed on land. And if I wanted to go, I should go. So I didn't have a boat. And I went out on the beach saying, basically, I need a canoe. I need a canoe. And <laughs> John just ran up to me and said, Camber Christina, come here. I've got a boat for you. And he had this beautiful solo canoe Perfect. that is actually his own boat. And I said, I don't want to take it because I'm, I'm not going to want to give it back to you. <laughs> and he said, that's okay. Why don't you take it home? I don't have any room to store this canoe and I'd love for you to test it out. So I took it for the whole summer. <laughs> wow. That was good. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the one that uh, you took when we went to Kiwi 2 Provincial yes. Park that day. Yeah. Correct. Or, yeah. Correct. Uh, so then, so you started with the kayak, you went into the canoeing, and now you switch between the two. That's correct, yes. Whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, I have actually owned two kayaks. And as I said, it's easier for me just to, to kayak because I, I'm a solo. Like, you know, I'm going by myself. But um, now that I have access to a solo boat, it's, it's it just as easy. It makes things easier. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's a really light one, isn't it? Like the, the one you had all summer was what, 25, 30 pounds or something? 27 pounds. 27 pounds. Yeah. That's sweet. It, it, it is sweet. <laughs> and it made it possible to do the things that I wanted to do yeah. with it. Yeah. And I suppose it helps too. I know for me, the uh, the convenience of the canoe and packing it and doing portages, I imagine it limited you from doing a lot of portages when you kayaked, right? Like you could do them, but they're not that easy. Yeah. Especially having to unpack and repack everything. Yeah, we've seen some of the videos you've done where you're, well, you did the one with Kevin Callan. Yep. And you're taking everything out and you're putting everything individual. Yep. That's ah, a lot of work. Yeah, it, it is a lot of work. Um so I imagine you would have planned a lot of your trips avoiding portages. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, you know, kayaking is a, a whole different bird. And, um, you know, as my, my coach Dimna tells me, you're not supposed to technically portage a kayak. But <laughs> I figure, you know, if I can get there, I'm going to yeah, get exactly. there. So um, it just depends on on where I'm going. But, yeah, you know, Georgian Bay is a great place to kayak. Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah. you're in the open waters. I wouldn't want to be in a canoe. You know, I've seen people do it, but... I feel very safe in my kayak. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's part of my body, almost, uh, you know, like a mermaid, like it's my tail. And, you know, I can move my body in certain directions and it moves my boat for me. Yeah. And um, I just always felt safest in mm -hmm. that, you know, in beginning by yourself. You want to feel safe. You don't want to go out there and be scared that you're going to dump. Yes. Right? So baby steps. Yeah. Uh, I've been out French, French River going along through Georgian Bay, but sticking within the rocks and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to be out farther now you Derek you yeah. and Mike were out yeah in uh, July me and Mike Burns went to, we circled Philip Edward Island mm -hmm. and we did it in a canoe and we 
on the first day we saw a couple in a canoe just doing a, like a day trip. They didn't even have gear with them. But other than that canoe, we didn't see a single canoe the whole the whole loop around Philip Edward Island. Mm-hmm. And so we were the only we saw a lot of kayaks. And it was it was a little nerve wracking because when the winds come up, the waves come up, and we're we're in an open canoe, so it wasn't very uh, wasn't very conducive to. Uh, <laughs> it, we felt a little nervous. We stayed really close to shore. We were very cautious. We avoided getting too far away from land, just because the, there's certain channels where the waves would build up, and it's not really great in a canoe. Because yeah. you're worried about dumping, and that water is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, a time and place for canoes and kayaks, and uh, sometimes yeah. they mix. Sometimes they definitely don't. True. Exactly. You know. Yep, I agree. Um, now, with the with the kayak, you started because you're going by yourself all the time. You started doing some camping. Yes. And then with the canoe, you followed up with all solo camping. Yes. And you prefer solo camping as opposed to a group, or you just? I think it's more of a. It's more of a because of necessity, doing. sort of. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it's been it's hard for me to find people. I mean, as the the page grows and my YouTube channel grows. Um, I have more and more people always offering, hey, let's go on a trip. Uh, but I've kind of gotten to the point where I really enjoy going by myself. You got and used I, to I'm it. used yeah. to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good things about it and there's a lot of bad things about it, you know. But um, I can go basically whenever I want to go. I, I moved myself up to Muskoka um, for the sole purpose of, you know, going on adventures and going on trips. And... I mean, at three o'clock on a Friday, I can finish work and literally by five, I can be on the road heading somewhere, pack my food and I'm off. I don't have to check with anyone. You know, it's, it's, it's easy. Right? And you're two hours ahead of any of us down here yeah. <laughs> when you're on the road on a Friday and you don't have to deal with all that traffic. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing down here. When mm-hmm. I first moved to Ontario, all of my trips were all solo just because I, I didn't know anybody here. And so this is what I did. I, I did a lot of solo trips and now that I do, I do a lot of, like I'm married, so I, me and my wife go a lot, but I miss the solo trips and I want to get back to the solo trips just because you don't have to worry about anything else or anybody else. You can do your own thing. You go at your own pace. I can, I can, you know, take a whole day and do like 10 or 12 hours in a day and just paddle instead of, you know, worrying about like now that I have kids, it's like, well, we got to make sure we, we get in for lunch and we have to make sure we're in early so we can feed them whatever. So it kind of the simple life of solo tripping i really miss it mm-hmm. yeah but you know what you do get stuck and i've i've i don't want to say it's a rut but um when you do have a lot of people that enjoy you know and they say hey just call me up whenever you're going on it want to go on a trip and you start doing that you just get in the habit of calling hey i've got three days are you are you are you coming here's where i'm thinking of going are you in are you in are you in and then actually, you know, you got, you know, like four people, mm-hmm. you four of you are heading up somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yeah, I mean, I used to do my, my solo, um, October trip every year. Yeah. And that, I think that's a great thing. What you started doing, like, so you would do a solo trip, but you'd have a whole bunch of guys going solo. solo trip. And, yeah. So we'd all go together, you know, solo. three or four of us, but everybody yeah. had to paddle. Their so own everybody canoe. had to do their own thing, mm-hmm. right? your own kit, their own gear, everybody's on their own, which yeah. I think it's great. You kind of get a get the best of both worlds type thing yeah and then this year i just said you know i'm, I'm not calling anybody yeah you did you want and, and again <laughs> like you say you miss just getting out there yeah. and doing your own thing and you know it's definitely Quiet solitude i think i think it's exactly the opposite of what you're going through is where you know you enjoy going and then all of a sudden you get into a group and you're like this is cool yeah but you do prefer mm-hmm. one or the other, it seems. But uh, yeah, and then you get into that solo trip for the first time and you're just like, oh yeah, I can do my own <laughs> thing. But then you've got to do everything yourself. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, like I said, there's advantages and there's disadvantages. Unless you right? don't want to stay warm and you don't want to eat, then you, know, <laughs> you don't need to cut firewood and you don't need yeah. to cook. Exactly. It's, well, it's when good. I, when I go solo, when I'm solo camping, I, I rarely start, I rarely have a campfire. I just don't bother. It's not, it's not a big thing on my list of things to do. See, I have a campfire if I'm cooking, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't le- use my stove as, as, unless I'm boiling water or something. Yeah. But if I'm cooking, I'll have a quick little campfire, get some coals ready to cook and then just let it die down sort of yeah. thing. Unless it's raining or it's cold and you're stuck under the tarp all day, mm-hmm. then yeah, you keep the fire going sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you cook every meal over the fire or do you... Uh, it, it depends on what I'm making um, and where I am and what kind of trip I'm doing. Um, when I did my uh, well, my back my backcountry trips with the um, the canoe, 
uh, you know, there are a lot of portage trips. Mm -hmm. And so I was eating a lot of dehydrated food, uh, freeze-dried food. So it was just quick meals. But I I generally do have a small fire. Uh, I just burn a couple little sticks. Like, I don't collect big, big pieces of big logs yeah. And, yeah i just uh you know it's more for the light for me i i am uh, some people know i'm i'm afraid of the dark <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no. which makes camping a little bit of a challenge sometimes um i've gotten used to it but it, it's nice for me to have the fire just to to have that point where i know where the light is and where i can come back to and well that's what we've always said about campfires it's the center point of the camp yes it's, it's what point, it, yeah. you know what everybody yeah. draws to the fire you know like yeah. sort of like moths to the flame as it were <laughs> But uh, so solo camping, is there anything you, besides having to do everything yourself, is there anything that you don't like about solo camping? Um, sometimes, yeah. It, uh, I was on the, my Killarney trip um, over Thanksgiving weekend, and we had the super moon out. Oh, nice. And uh, oh, it was beautiful. And, and I, I filmed the video. Um, you know, showing everybody what I could show of it with my iPhone. I mean, you really need some good camera yeah. gear, like yeah. you know, Sean, the stuff you have. But uh, I, I actually heard the video playback, and I didn't even realize I said it. But I had said, "Oh, it would be really nice if someone was here to enjoy this with," you know. And it's stuff like that. When I saw the bucks swimming oh, um, on yeah. Spider yeah. Lake, you know, I'm just, you know, and I'm filming it, and I am sharing it with everybody. Eventually, but not in the moment, but not in the moment. right? But not in the moment, and, and to just sit there and be like, "Wow, look at this!" And you know, you have yeah. nobody to nudge to kind of say, "Oh, this is really yeah. cool." It's funny because we when we interviewed Jim Baird, mm -hmm. he said pretty much the same thing. He loves doing the solo trips, but there's times where you're sitting around the fire and there's nobody to joke with or point something out to, and and I do the same thing. Yeah, you know, going if I'm on a solo trip or so, you know, you're going out paddling for the day by yourself, and you're just like, "Oh, such and such would love to see this," or you know, whatever. And it's, it's pretty weird that you say that. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I film it and then I just share it with people through social media or through my phone and it's, it's not the same, but it's, it's kind of the same. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, I'm still yeah. sharing it and uh, with other people, it's just a different, different medium. So. Yeah. So solo and group camp, they've all, they all have their, their different high points and stuff like that. And, and I, I like both. I think I, prefer group trips just because like you say sharing stuff in the moment like look, look at that moose or you know look at the beaver and <laughs> me and mike were chasing after a beaver uh the trip that you joined us on mm -hmm. i got shot some video of a beaver running through the parking lot yeah i've never seen them on land before <laughs> and this guy had gone way across the road up into the woods grabbed a small twig like probably six foot branch and dragged it all the way back down to the water again so here i am getting video and pictures of them and mike was looking and watching and it was it was interesting to be able to share that when if i was solo it was like yeah a beaver yeah it'd, it'd be different right <laughs> yeah not on land well yeah yeah i guess <laughs> yeah, you, you don't see it you should have yeah know. oh it was one of the first Follow things him. you showed me when i, I joined you guys <laughs> Film he, didn't, it. he didn't like it so i had to back off <laughs> he started giving me the eye and i thought oh derek taken out by a beaver <laughs> 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 oh <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> um so you did the the 150 for 150 event and you had a good time doing that yeah except for the great rain event. Mm -hmm. yeah that was a big big event you've taken your camper christina and you're not just doing the paddling thing you're doing the winter camping stuff now yes you built your own teepee i did how hard was that um it, it was challenging but i mean it it's, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And um, I've made a, a lot of modifications to it over the, the two years that I've had it. Um, but it's, I love that thing. It's, it's fantastic. Does it vent well? <laughs> like I, there's a hole in the top. It has a full on vent right at the top of the teepee, right? Or is it There's sealed? a hole. Um, there's a, what I call the wooden ring mm -hmm. is what kind of keeps everything together. And um, it's something that my dad and I kind of created together in his shop. Um, I said, Originally, I said I want something like an umbrella because I want to be able to lay it down on the ground and stand it up and just open it like an umbrella. Okay. And that's where the wooden ring came from. So um, it's a, a circular piece of wood, if anyone's seen it. It's in, um, there's some pictures in it in uh, Kevin Callan's Complete Guide to Winter Camping book that's coming out. Is out? Um, actually, it's, it's out, out, now. It's out yeah. November 7th, it came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but it's it's got nine holes in it for the poles. And then there's a big hole in the center where the, the stovepipe goes through. Okay. 
um, and also located on the top are bolts that stick right up in the air. And the canvas on the teepee has grommets on it. So oh, okay. basically you just slide those grommets over top of the bolts and go all the way around. And there's Velcro on the one side and, you know, you put it together. And it's it's fairly easy except for, you know, the it, it's heavy. <laughs> and it takes a bit to stand it up. And, you know, you have to pull out the legs one at a time, as I call them, the legs with the poles one you, at a time. And you bring your own poles. Could you do it without your own poles? Could you, like, take a, take a teepee off into backcountry of Algonquin Park and cut your own poles and set it up that way or does it need the uh I I don't think so <laughs> so it's somebody probably could I don't know yeah. if I could I just <laughs> that's originally where the idea yeah. came from um a guy named Robert it was on his Facebook and um he's native and he said oh yeah you just go in the forest and cut your own cut your own poles and I said well I don't think I could do that <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the idea of the steel poles came up came from I remember uh so it was a family day weekend last year. So this was before I'd ever met you. Mm -hmm. And so you had done the demo for igloos and done the demo for your teepee and stuff like that. So when me and my family wandered by, it's like, well, we know this is the demo site. So we kind of, we walked in, nobody's around. We peeked inside your teepee and we we're looking at it and stuff like that. And uh, so it's like, I hope this is the demo because we have our heads <laughs> inside it. But yeah, so we, we uh, me and my wife took a good look at the, at the teepee and, and, uh, it was, uh, it's too bad that we didn't bump into you, that we didn't meet you at the time. Yeah. It was that at the demo time? Because I was no, there handing was out hot apple cider to everyone. Oh, were you? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> yeah, I had it going on the stove. It was great. <laughs> so it's nice to see that, you know, you, you do the, the camping and the canoeing, mm -hmm. like in the camping and the kayaking, and you do the winter, winter camping and stuff. And it's, uh, it's I mean, you're, you've been building up your Camper Christina brand, for lack of a better term. Um, is there any other plans you have to add to that brand? <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> Everything has kind of grown out of just my passion for being outdoors. Um, I love to explore. That's, that's my main thing. And, um, I like to go to new places and just check them out and, you know, check out new campsites and new areas, new forests, see animals, I just, I don't sit still very long, and so this gives me something to do every weekend, you know, whether it's the winter or the summer or the spring or the fall, I can get out and just do what I love and explore things, and, um, you know, if something new comes, uh, like I tried ice climbing uh, in 2015. Oh, yeah? Uh, with Yours Outdoors, they have, a, the Mediva Center has that an ice wall. Fun. It's fantastic. It was really, really fun. Uh, I think it's only a two or three hour course. Hmm. And um, I, I was one of the people that actually made it to the top. I nice. couldn't move my arms the next day <laughs> or my legs. But um, it was very challenging and it was really fun. And, you know, whatever whatever comes my way, I'm, I'm in kind of dabbling in cross-country skiing a bit. Um, still not sure if I really like it or not, but I keep trying. And, yeah. You know, whatever whatever new things come out, I just like to test them out and enjoy myself and just give it a go. So you've, uh, one thing I've seen that you've recently started is uh, you started a new outdoor cooking series on your YouTube channel. So it's, uh, I've been looking forward to this. I've, you've told me about it in the past. It's, uh, it's, it's I, I consider it a highly anticipated, critically acclaimed outdoors cooking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exciting that's something new that uh your brand is bringing out your camper christina's cooking series so uh and me and mike both experienced one of your meals it was fantastic i you know honestly i didn't think that cooking something fresh from scratch would be that easy mm -hmm. and that quick mm -hmm. like i was surprised at how easy it was that you threw this it was like a, a seafood pasta with freshly grated parmesan it was a fantastic meal and i never i never considered being so ambitious to i for me i get these foil packs of tuna and i have lipton sidekicks i cook up the sidekicks mix in the tuna and that's a meal mm -hmm. it's quick and it's sweet but it's what what you cooked for me and mike was just as simple and just as easy and it was fantastic yeah. and it it was fun watching you put it together and and it it would I think it would enhance the mealtime in the evening and doing something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of these. Uh, so right now, you your first video you put out is what? Uh, it's pea meal, bacon, and cheese pasta. 
<laughs> yes. Pretty simple. It's actually a, a meal, um, shinken noodlein, which my mother used to make. Um, basically, it was a, a ham and an egg casserole okay. um, that she used to cook for us. And it, it originated from there. But I kind of cheated and added garlic and cheese. And um, I usually make it with ham, but I didn't have the ham um, at that time. <laughs> I went in the freezer and it was kind of freezer burned. So I had female bacon. I thought, oh, same family. Change that it should up. Be, yeah, that yeah. should be good. And uh, it was fantastic. Um, I think that uh, people just get bored with, like you said, you just eat the same things. Exactly, and, the same thing And I, I want to make different things. So um, all this year, actually, it, it seems new to you because it's your first video. But um, since I've been camping since the spring, I've been filming myself cooking all types of different things over the whole season, yeah. throughout the summer and the fall. And um, when I was making my YouTube videos... They were just, you can only have YouTube videos a certain length. And then people yeah. lose get, interest. Yes. Right. People lose interest. So I try to make them around 10 minutes. They usually end up 14, 15. It's hard to cut things out. I wanted to show the food, but I found that the food videos were taking 8 minutes, 10 minutes all by themselves. So at the beginning of the season, I decided that I was going to take all these videos and just stock them all. Yeah. And when I had some time, which is short for most of yeah. us, because um, the season never really ends, um, I would kind of put these things together and and start this series. So I'm finally at that point where I'm beginning to start the series. I've got three videos uh, on YouTube right now with the cooking cooking series. You have three. I've only published one, oh, okay. but they're yeah, yeah. they're waiting in reserve uh, yeah. <laughs> to put them up at the right time because again, you can't. Overload Oversaturate yeah. the market, right? Like I can't post five videos in one week. It's yeah. just, there's no point. No, but not you know what? You, you put one up this week and everybody, oh, that's pretty cool. And they think about it. And then there's another one next week and the following, I think, and then come next year, everybody's got ideas with, you know, something they can try on a trip, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I've been being, people have been asking me all year and it's funny because people have been asking me to see this. So oh, I really want to see what you cook. I really want to see what you eat out there. And I've been stockpiling them um, for this reason, but... They just well, haven't the, been out yet. The videos when you were doing with Kevin Callen and he was coming up and saying, you know, what have you got going here? Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're doing the noodles and you're doing the fresh, freshly grated Parmesan and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And people are like, I know myself, I'm thinking like, I, I, it's not something I'd bring, but yeah. it look, oh, that's, that looks good. And next it, thing you know, you're going to be out there. Well. Yeah. Well, and it's just a little, like we used the, the shrimp pasta, for example, that I made last weekend with Mike and Derek. It, a can of shrimp, you know, Ontario Parks, you can't bring cans, but Halliburton Water Trails doesn't have a ban on that. So, um, but there's other ways around it. I freeze the shrimp in a block of ice or whatnot. But I mean, it's, it's Lipton Sidekicks. It's Knorr Sidekicks. You know, it's a package. You add water. The thing that makes it good is you put fresh garlic in it and you put some fresh cheese on it and then it makes it taste like it's yeah. not a packaged meal. Get up yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's just a couple of little adaptations to make it, you know. There's ways to get around it. Yeah, to make it a little tastier than the average package of sidekicks. Exactly. Less boring. Mm -hmm. I think that's making me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a quick break here and when we come back, we'll uh, talk some more with Camper Christina. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Welcome back. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are talking with Camper Christina today. Um, she's been speaking to us about who Camper Christina is, what she does. Yeah, <laughs> having a great time. Um, there's a lot of people that are asking you to speak at events. Like you, like we talked earlier, you were at the 150 for 150. You had a, you were talking to people about the winter camping symposium and that. Are you finding that people are relating to you as Camper Christina? Like just the regular, ordinary people? 
Um, yeah, I, I get a lot of comments um, from people that that do weekend camping, and I think that's uh, one of my biggest assets is is that I'm I'm a normal camper. I it, not that I I don't love to do big trips, but I work you know forty fifty hours a week like most people, and when I adventure is you know on the weekends. Um, and um, Chris Pruce just did a, a big thank you video on her channel um, and mentioned me. And um, some of her followers had said that, you know, I was I was relatable. And Chris Pruce has some amazing videos. Uh, her and Julia just do some great stuff. And um, they're marathon runners. You know, I, I'm just an average person. I don't work out at the gym. I'm not a, you know, a runner or an athlete. I just, I go out on trips every weekend. And a lot of people comment that, you know, they see me doing stuff that they can see themselves doing. They can go out on a Friday night and come back on a Sunday night. And because my trips are, are relatable like that, I think it's it's a big bonus for me of why they, you know, why they, 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 like, they like my stuff, right? Because it's things that they can do easily. Yeah, I mean, we'd all like to do those long, you know, two, three week trips if we could. But I mean, oh, yeah. the average person, <laughs> it's just, it's just not doable. Yeah, it's who can yeah. find the time. So yeah, so I mean, like I know a lot of people, and for lack of a better term, we're just weekend warriors. Yes, you exactly. go, out, you know, Friday to Friday to Sundays, or just an overnight or Saturday Sunday sort of thing, because not everybody has that time to be, you know, going out for for long periods and whatnot. So yeah, to to see. Um, somebody throwing out videos and blogs about this is what I did this weekend. This is where I went this weekend. And it's close, you know, like people start to think, Oh, how far, how far North do you got to drive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I could do that trip. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's good to see that sort of thing because, and that's one of the questions I get all the time. Well, how long did it take you to drive there? Well, two hours. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize stuff is that close. Yeah. yeah here you know? in the GTA or in, near the GTA, like we are, it's, there's so many parks and areas that are within are within easy reach, and mm -hmm. and just from doing the this radio show, it's it's really opening my eyes to what we have access to. It's pretty incredible. Oh, there's tons of it nearby. So yeah, and I mean, you have say the the advantage of living up in the Muskoka. You're right in Muskoka. You're yeah. right in there, so you got yeah. you know like <laughs> out your back door, like yeah, <laughs> sort of yeah. thing, right? I'm close to everything, and it's great. That's why I situated myself where I did. Um, so that I could do that. And I, I, you know, I try to go out every single weekend if I can. And I average probably about three weekends every month. Which so is pretty good. It's yeah. it's awesome. And that's just the lifestyle that I have. But, you know, it's it's easy for me just to get out and go. So well, I, I I get the impression that's what people are seeing is when you're, when you're posting your video, especially your videos, you know, because you can sit there at work and, and watch them and go, <clears> like, oh, <laughs> man, look at that place. I'd like to go there, and, yeah. you know. Uh, so they're, they're watching the videos and they're, and now I, I know you've said you've gotten, um, you've had people comment, like, I'm watching you do this and you're doing this solo. So there's really no reason why I couldn't do it. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and that's, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be a big, uh, um, it would have to be a huge reward for you that you inspire people. So it is definitely. And, and I just, I want to make sure that the people have training. I, you know, I always encourage yes, people not yeah. to just safety, right? Right. You know, I, I've had a few, um, men who have, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to go on a solo trip. I saw you do it. And, and they had some issues and, you know, I do have a lot of training. I have been backcountry camping for 15 years. I didn't just get up one day and say, I'm going to go by myself and, and do it all the time. It, you know, it, it was a buildup of something that, that took Start time. Small but, and, I mean, yeah. anybody can do it, and that's the thing. I mean, if you want to get out there, just go go take a couple courses, you know, get some experience and, and get out there. Yeah, you got you got to do your research first. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like you say, you can't just wake up one morning thinking, you know what, I'm going on a three-day canoe trip in the backcountry. That's not going to work out well. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go buy a kayak this weekend, and I'm going to go all through Georgian Bay. That's not going to end well. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> what, uh, what training courses have you taken? What, what is your training? Um, I have done my level one and my level two uh, sea kayaking course um, through Ontario Sea Kayak Centre. Uh, I also have my basic kayak instructor. Um, I've taken my wilderness first aid. Um, I've also done some uh, orienteering, compass and orienteering oh, okay. courses through uh, Frontenac. Uh, they have some great courses. It's $25 or something for a whole weekend. Like, 
you know, get a, get online and check out some courses and, and they give you so much confidence. And that was something that, that I lacked. Uh, and once you get that confidence, it, it makes you feel like you can kind of do a little you bit more. You can take on a lot yeah. more. Yeah. And you're not afraid, right? It yeah. takes that fear exactly. away. Once you have knowledge, you have the power to go out and, and do these things. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's all like I say in training and the research beforehand. But yeah, there's no reason people can't be doing this, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I I don't really buy into the well because you're a woman, I can do it thing. I mean, that's just yeah, 1950s. It's, it's yeah. actually funny. Opinion. I think 70 percent, something like that, of my um, the people that watch my videos and read my blog are male. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think maybe they're not not as afraid to ask me questions as mm-hmm. they would be, you know, someone like I don't know Jim Baird or Les Stroud or somebody who's who's famous because they they feel like they can kind of I'm approachable and right. I'm easy to ask the questions to. I'm not going to make fun of them, right? You're just like yeah. I mean, when you when you go through your stuff, I mean, it's just as as Derek and I do the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't come across as know-it-alls we know everything we're definitely not (laughs) (laughs) we're so far from that (laughs) you know and i think your 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 blogs and stuff come across the same ways you know i mean look at some of your videos that you did in um in killarney and stuff like with the wind and and then all the mud and all that sort of stuff and you know you did this and you did this wrong and next time you should do this uh, you're going to try it this way. To, you're learning as you go along as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? I'm, I learn every single time I go out on a trip, and, and I hope I always continue to learn because, I mean, that's important. You, you always yeah. need to learn new things. You definitely do. And we do. I mean, even Derek and I have, have talked and said, yeah, we just went on this trip, and, yeah, I picked up some some tips from the people I was with, and I never thought about doing it that way. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you just keep you keep learning. I've been doing this for, what, 30 years? And I still learn little tips and tricks every oh, yeah. now and then. Yeah. Right. And uh, you, you definitely have to to pick it up. And you can't be afraid to say I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Because that's going to be yeah. the doom of you right yeah. there. Um, well, what was it on the last trip, you guys? I uh, I sliced up the the cheese sausages on the over the campfire. Yeah. And you guys are amazed, <laughs> like, oh, I never thought of slicing them up like that. All fancy dancy like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but it actually made the the sausages cook faster, yeah. and I got yeah. the cheese in the middle. Heat gets in the middle easier yeah. and Melted. cooks shorter and easier to eat. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty. Yes. <laughs> it looked fancy. Who doesn't want to eat a pretty sausage? That's Derek and his fancy cooking. <laughs> yeah, it may just be slap on the grill, but as long as you make it look good. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. It's all about presentation. It's all about presentation. <laughs> Uh, you had the opportunity to talk with Mike Ranta, to meet and talk with Mike Ranta, um, up in Killarney, right? Yes. After um, he, I mean, we talked about him having to cut his weather-wise this year, just oh, was killing everybody. The wind, the wind just killed everybody this year. I yeah. Think. There was yeah, a and, lot of wind. Yeah. It was an yeah. unpredictable year, an unpredictable season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know Mike had, we've talked about it. He had to, uh, end his trip early. Um, but you got to go up and actually... Have a sit down and chit chat with him. Yeah, and... I I was lucky enough to to be able to hang out with him for a few hours up in Killarney. Um, you know the schedules just kind of worked out, and uh, we had spoken at the outdoor adventure show uh, briefly, and since then I've kept in touch with him, and uh, I just admire him and everything that he's doing. I think he's amazing. He's uh, he's such a, an inspiring Canadian. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, someone to look up to, and so yeah, we had a good chat and uh, got to learn a little bit more about him. He presented me with a, a carving that he made. Um, he's, he's starting, I believe, to sell some of his carvings. Oh, the little canoe carvings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And, um, we talked about possibly getting, uh, doing some winter trips together. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Um, he's going to teach me how to build a Quincy. Yeah. And, uh, he's going to be residing in Killarney, um, uh, last I heard. And, um, winter camping there. And, and That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. That should be cool. Yeah. When we were planning our trip out, uh, west this year, um, I followed his route where he should be. And there was one point, if he was on schedule, mm-hmm. we actually would have crossed this one spot on the same day. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And I'm thinking that would have been so cool yeah. to be driving across and to see him paddling, see him paddling. under this oh. bridge, right? <laughs> like that would have just been like all the stars aligned. But yeah. then he was delayed. I think he was about a week behind by the time our trip actually rolled around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think he was about a week behind at that point. Uh, so that didn't work out. But, um, yeah, no, a really nice guy when I met him. Really, really nice guy. Another person you've actually had a chance to 
uh, trip with is Kevin Callan. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I would love to be able to trip with him, do a, uh, like a winter camping trip or a summer canoe trip with him. Kevin was fantastic. actually one of, was our first, uh, well, the Canadian Canoe Museum was our first guest. Yes. But in the same show was Kevin Callan. Yeah. yeah. On show episode. number one. Yeah, that's right. I heard right? that show. Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to do three trips with Kevin this year. And, that's great. Uh, they are just great. Kevin is a wonderful person, and uh, he's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's so knowledgeable. I learned a lot from him. Um, we we just had a great time. We we you know everything clicked, and uh, we our personalities. You know, we get along well, and you know he taught me some fishing, and you know how to clean a fish, which I got to do for the first time by myself and uh, on my French River trip. Um, because of, you know, he caught, we, we caught four fish in uh, one of our trips and he let me clean all of them. Oh, <laughs> well, he let you. Yeah. well, I asked, I asked him if I could, because I had seen, like, it's something that I want to be able to do when I go out there. You know, I want to be able to, yeah. if something happens, I can catch a fish, I can clean it, I can cook it, you know, things, new skills, right? Like yeah. you said, always learning. And that was something that I really wanted to learn how to do this year. So he helped me with that. And, um, yeah, it was great. We had a great time. Did you not beat him in one of the trips at a fishing <laughs> competition? Oh, you got more fish than him? Uh, yeah, we were, that we did, that was our kayak trip. We went to yeah. the Halliburton Water Trails. Um, he set out this challenge, uh, fishing derby, as he called it. And it was, uh, biggest fish. First fish. First fish. Most and fish. most fish. And, um, he gave up, he, you know, uh, he went, he went back to camp for a little bit and I said, well, I'm not giving up. I'm going out there. And yeah. I caught a, I don't know, maybe two or three inch little, hey. I think it was a perch. Fish is a fish. And, uh, yeah, I won the contest. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> now you are in Kevin Callan's new book, The Complete Guide to Winter Camping. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, Kevin, uh, posted... Uh, I think it was on Facebook or a couple of the social media platforms that um, he was going to be publishing a, a winter camping book. And um, he was looking for, for people to submit content to the book, um, tips and tricks on, you know, little things you do when you go out winter camping uh, to help new people learn how to winter camp. And uh, I pitched the idea of my, my teepee, my DIY teepee, and uh, he said, you're in. So um, that's actually how we met. Um, you know, I mean, I know who Kevin Callan is. I think yeah. most people in the outdoors yeah. community knows who he is. But um, that was uh, was how we initially started communicating. And uh, when I went to the Outdoor Adventure Show, I introduced myself and said, oh, you know, I'm the girl who made the teepee. And, oh, okay, Camper Christina. And so we got to talking. And, you know, that's how uh, we ended up uh, doing the trips together this year and how I ended up in the book. So I'm very, um, very grateful to Kevin for um, his, uh, his help. Um, promoting me and yeah, my, my pages great. and stuff, and um, I've actually got two little spots in the book. I've oh, two mentions. Yeah, <laughs> two mentions. Got a yeah. page and a half on uh, my teepee, and um, I have a little uh, sentence somewhere near the back of the book about a tip of uh, how to keep your lighter warm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this teepee, you've built this teepee by hand. Uh, yeah, pretty much. My dad helped me with the uh, the wooden ring. Yeah. Um, the actual material, the canvas is painter's drop cloth that I bought at Rona. It's just two sheets and I, I found a pattern online and I cut it out and sewed it with my sewing machine and, you know, Velcro and thread and, um, the poles I found at at Home Depot and, um, just kind of figured it out and put it all together. I think that's great. What, what I think is great about you and the way you do things is that you don't just go and buy your way into doing stuff. Like a lot of people just go, oh, I'll spend $2,000 on a winter camping tent and they, yep. they buy their way into a sport. They buy the, like you are going out from scratch. You built your own teepee. You, you are creating yourself and you are creating your own gear. And that's, that's like next level stuff. That is awesome. That's really impressive. Thank you. For anybody. I'm not even, I couldn't even do that. Like I, <laughs> I if you know, I, I, I actually, I'm inspired by your teepee and I am going to this winter try and make my own winter tent. That's awesome. So, I, and I'm taking my inspiration directly from you. Well, I'm actually, um, I haven't told anybody this yet, but I'm considering building a, another hot tent. Um, oh, okay. I don't have a, a house right now. I, I sold everything. I, I sold my house and I, I put everything in storage and moved to Muskoka a year and a half ago so I could be closer to the places that I love to explore. Okay. And um, 
the the teepee is is very heavy. Oh, okay. And oh, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, it's metal I took it out in the backcountry somewhat last season. So yeah, it's not really conducive to do an interior trip and I'll go on some right. like that. And the reason that I built the teepee was because I want to camp all year, but I hate the cold. I don't really like the snow. Yeah. I don't really like the cold. And so I built the teepee in order to be able to still camp. Exactly. Um, but yeah. I, now I want to go in the backcountry. And the teepee with the stove weighs about 100 pounds. Oof. Just that alone, yeah. just the stove and the teepee. So when you add gear to that, it's just too much for yeah. me to pull on a sled by exactly. myself. So, so what I, you need is something simpler, like a single pole system. Yeah. 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 So um, because I, I, I kind of up and left where I lived, I'm renting right now and I okay. don't have my own house. And so I don't have a shop or, you know, a garage or anything where I can kind of build this this thing. But I, I do have some ideas swirling around in my head. So yeah. it might be something that you might be seeing coming from me sometime Excellent. in the future. Awesome. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. Now, paddling. If you could paddle with anybody, <laughs> long trip, short trip, and, and somebody you that you've been of, interested in, who would it be? And you've 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 already uh, you've already hit us with this question when you interviewed us for uh, your vlog. And, yeah, who uh, we love to so, have on the show. Yeah, so <laughs> queen and, and we're, we're, the queen and the prime minister. The tables are yeah. turned. Yeah, so now we're turning the question around on you. How do you, you like it? Uh, you know, jeez, oh, um, anybody I want. Well, I've got a couple people on that list. I would say Bear Grylls. I would love to do anything with him. Yeah. He's fantastic, but. Um, Real life, probably Jim Baird. Uh, he's just fantastic. He would, he would be. You know, yeah. I'd love to do a trip with him because he is so knowledgeable. He is so experienced that he, I, man, I could learn so much from him. Oh, like, but you know what? He does, and he he's such goofs a good up sometimes person. as well. And he's, but that's he's, fine. He's, he's, ha he's, he's more than willing to admit yes. that yes. sort of thing. That And that's what I like about Jim. Yeah. Is me he goes too. on these big trips and he's so yeah. real. He's so down to earth. And you, I can see, you can see from all of his videos that. It would just be a fun time, mm -hmm. you know. He's 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 not one of these people that there's a lot of pressure. Be a lot of pressure on you. No, it would just it'd be fun just to be out there with him. Oh, he's hilarious. I met him at the KW symposium uh, last year. We well this year I guess technically. Yeah. We yeah. spoke together. We spoke uh, at the, that same show, and um, what a great guy. He's so funny, and yeah. you know he just he knows so much, and he does these great amazing adventures that he just when I look at him I think of. The real wildlife man, you know, like yeah, that guy exactly. back in the past that, you know, he catches fish with his bare hands and <laughs> he goes out there and he does all these crazy things. And you're just like, wow, like that's, that's, yeah, I would. Rassles a bear that. with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's a big enough man that could do that too. Oh, yeah. The first time I met him, I just see him coming through the crowd. He's like, yeah, there he is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the other side of the convention hall and I can see him coming down the, down the hall. And a, a credit to his, his experience and his abilities is the fact that he won alone this year. Yeah, him and his brother. Yeah. 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 You know what? If you go back and start watching all his videos from way back, it's like, he's sort of along the same lines with us. Well, you know, like learning as he goes. Yes. You know, yeah. which is, which is really cool because there's so many people doing that sort of thing now. Yeah. And to seeing like they're picking up all these things along the way, yeah. and he's one of them. Yeah, I, I would love to to go with uh, him. I mean, we we had a chat with him and his now wife Tori. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the you know what they do on their trips and stuff like that. And I think it'd be that'd be that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Maybe we can all go on a trip with him. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you hey. think, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Camper Christina, you are on Facebook. Yes. You are on camperchristina.com. Yep, my WordPress blog. You're on Twitter. Yes. You're on hmm, YouTube? Yes. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Um, Instagram? Instagram. Did I forget anything? I have a Google Plus account that I just kind of post stuff to, but I don't really monitor it much. Oh, okay. Um, you know. <laughs> but you're everywhere now. Yeah, and I'm you're trying to be picking up more subscribers, more listeners, more viewers, and everybody's getting on the Camper Christina bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I hope so. Well, it seems like, like I say, every time you, I mean you're 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 posting videos and you just watch the numbers going up, and I think as we discussed earlier, that a lot of people are really relating to you because they they see what who you are and and what you're doing as as you're going along and learning as you go, right? Yeah. So I I think that's uh, quite the credit to you. So I think, I think the biggest thing that I started this year was the YouTube channel, right? Because um, 
people just love watching videos. And uh, I think I have, uh, is it double? I might be double the amount of subscribers on my YouTube channel in the eight months that it's been up. Um, than I have on my blog that's been up since July of 2015. Okay, wow. Yeah, so people really like to watch videos, and um, I love making them, so it's a great great deal for me. (laughs) Well, people are enjoying it, and apparently, you know, you're doing something right, so you might as well keep on doing it, right? No, I plan on it. I I really (laughs) like it, so I'm just going to keep doing what I love to do. Well, you got the winter months to plan for all next year, Mm -hmm. as long as well doing stuff during the winter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there's no break. (laughs) No, there's no break. There never is. That's that's what we keep on doing. But uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, going to keep you busy. It's going to keep us busy because we're just going to keep following what you do. And uh, any big plans coming up besides winter camping? Like outside of any events um, you're going to go to? Well, I'm uh, I'm speaking. I've actually been asked to speak at the Quiet Water Symposium in Michigan um, in the spring. So I will be doing that and. Um, Maybe speaking at some other events. I'm uh, waiting to get some confirmations, but um, looks looks promising. So see, you're getting out there. People yeah. are taking a, taking notice of you. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Yeah. It really is. And I'd like to thank you guys too for for helping me along the way as well. Oh, absolutely. Eh, that's what we get paid for. Wait, <laughs> sorry, it's what I get paid for. Derek doesn't sorry. get a salary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Derek doesn't get paid for this gig. <laughs> no, I just supply the beer. What? It's okay, Derek. I don't get paid either. Well, this week's show has been brought to you by cookies, because that's what we've been eating. Cookies and coffee. Not not the letters M and M this week. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. what you going to do? Well, thank you for uh, joining us this week. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate inviting me to the show. Not a problem. I'm sure we'll have you back on again. Absolutely. Derek, thanks for coming and joining us this week. <laughs> Uh, For everybody out there, thanks for listening. You can find us on paddlingadventuresradio.com. Until next week, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.